Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I am once again hosting the show, joined once again by my esteemed colleagues and erstwhile debate opponents, Jonna Roberts and Sue Timberlake. You have hey the there. best vocabulary. Thank you. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been playing Wordle, so it's been uh, on my oh, mind. Well, then, but yeah, yeah. your your vocabulary is, is is just on point. You use a lot of vocab words. And I respect well, it. Thank you. Thank you. It actually, uh, <laughs> 1977, uh, my first grade teacher called mom in to have a meeting to talk about the problems she was having with me. And some of them were about me being, you know, noisy, distracted, undisciplined, and, you know, an ADHD kid. But among other things, uh, the teacher complained that I used uh, big words and I didn't understand them. And Bomb replied, he does understand them. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. I thought you you were got gonna... in trouble for being I... loquacious. That's what you're saying. I did. For being uh, uh, verbose I... and at least somewhat educated. Because, you know, I learned English listening to my parents, who were both college grads, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that she was she that you were you were correcting her use of words. I don't remember doing that. No, mom. Uh... <laughs> that's, that's when when you started the story. I said, "Oh, he was correcting her use of words." Did I got in trouble for flipping the out the mailman. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. Everybody was doing. I was like, "Hi," and I flipped yeah. off the mailman yeah. in, in daycare. I was like four, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Were, nobody was happy oh, about that. Genre. It's like, it's like he didn't know. Honestly, honestly, it's pretty on brand anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you'd like to uh, uh, correct our vocabulary or you know flip us off in some fashion or other, you can do so in a few different ways. Uh, on Twitter at Civil Politics FM, you can you can tweet you know the the middle finger emoji if you want. I mean it's it's right there. Um, uh, Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community there. You can also just email us uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. And uh, civilpoliticsradio.com is also the website where we have recordings of previous episodes of the show. You should absolutely go there and you know. Listen to every episode we've ever done uh, and the supplemental episodes and anything else we choose to put there. Like, I I don't understand why you haven't dedicated your life to the dulcet tones of my voice and all the <laughs> wonderful things that I say. John, why are you muting me? <laughs> Oh, I was. I just stopped paying attention. Lives to you. <laughs> I just stopped paying attention. I'm just like, yeah, he's talking. Yeah. Oh, it's something that makes me mad. Okay, I'll wake up now. <laughs> Quite so. Oh, God, Quite don't so. Die. Don't die. <laughs> I don't want to host this show. What are you doing? 
And that, folks, is why I'm the host. <laughs> the only reason <laughs> John yeah. can't John can't find so can't find anyone else. They they don't want to do it themselves, and I'm the best they can find. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We take a little rest during the show, and you just carry it. You just keep talking. Yeah. Away. It's perfect. We get up. We get beers. We let the dog out. We come back. Mike's Mike's still going. It's perfect. He's got the gift of gab. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, he's going off on the the Romans or something. Okay. Oh yeah. Here he goes oh yeah, Romans yeah, again. yeah. Sure, Mike. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Science yeah. in the eighteen hundreds. Check the fridge. Well, and and you know, it's We're worse not over very nice people. Uh, you're wonderful people. It's 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 worse over Zoom, folks, because in the studio, Jammer can get out the squirt bottle and you know. <laughs> Bad kitty, no. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of pissing pissing off genre, uh, oh God. how about that? How how about that Supreme Court of the United States genre and their uh, decision today to invent a new legal principle to nullify the uh, occupational uh, uh, sa- uh, safety and health administrations. Uh, measure requiring companies with 100 or more employees to mandate that their employees either get a vaccination or get tested weekly for COVID-19. It got shut down six to three. Do you know how many workers that would have affected? I just happen to have the number. Uh, The number I... Go ahead. 80 million? That was... I, yeah, I had I had eighty four million, but yeah, yeah, eighty million and change. Quite oh, a number God, of people. I hate everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything. <laughs> you guys told me they did say yes to the other thing, though. Yeah, um, the, medic, um, uh, health, if you if you like healthcare workers, basically work in healthcare. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how many workers that affects? You probably have the number too, Mike, because you I obviously don't did your actually. Homework. But quite a bit less than eighty million. <laughs> Ten million. Ten million. Ten million. Oh, okay. well, this morning. I mean, that means hospitals. So well, that's nursing nice. homes, home care workers—they're yeah. all—they're on at Medicaid, least, Medicare. Yeah, yeah home, medi- home, medical, home people. health aids, uh, uh, doctors, physical offices. therapists. Doctors, you know, all nurse practitioners, all sorts of people with nursing degrees and health assistants. And I think it would also include like, you know, the, you know, administrators and, you know, and office clerks at a lot of medical practices, because pretty much every medical practice is going to take Medicare or Medicaid money. So Medicare, yes. Medicaid, a lot of practices don't take, unfortunately. It depends, but it doesn't matter because it's both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much yeah. every healthcare professional takes at least one of those. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that applies they, to uh, uh, eye doctors and uh, uh, the other thing I'm forgetting right now. But you know, dental? other dental. Yeah, but I, uh, I I hope it does. I don't. Well, know. Medicaid is aid to the poor, and any of their dental work or whatever gets paid for that's Medicaid. So. If they yeah. take Medicaid, which is why a lot of people don't take Medicaid, then yeah, they would be covered. So, so, uh, a- so Sue, I think this is a a really incredibly stupid, bad uh, uh, decision made up for uh, 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 spurious reasons by 
uh, uh, evil Republicans, Republicans right? But, Republic, <laughs> but Republican, uh, uh, cynical Republican operatives who've been appointed to the Supreme Court by, uh, you know, uh, invalidly elected presidents uh, and cynically manipulated uh, Senate. Um, yeah, I, th- these are terrible people who have uh, uh, and uh, a, a, an agenda that is actively dangerous to the health and safety of the American people, and they are terrible human beings who uh, only care about their own narrow political agenda, and they uh, are going to uh, people are going to die because of this really bad, stupid decision. So, going uh, to uh, uh, people well since have been they, and are well now since they've made this decision and now the the mandate is not going to be in place uh you know a number of companies have have worked to comply with it but now the ones that haven't already won't mm-hmm. so so uh i mean you know sue i'm 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 letting my my partisan vitriol spill out here uh, because I it's also that. well, I don't know. see it because we're on the radio, but right? <laughs> you can hear that. So um, yeah, that vitriol, <laughs> bile. So so bile uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 Sue, tell me, uh, when did you stop beating your wife? Wait, no, that's not it. Oh my <laughs> god, it is well, it is a similar you, kind of question. I oh freely admit that. <laughs> Well, as you know, I'm divorced, so you know. Obviously, I've. Stopped. I know. I obviously um, <laughs> no. You, you, you don't do that, but the, just the very question is unfair. You know, it's like uh, well, when did you I, when did you just, stop embezzling money? It's like, uh, but I ah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So what do you think? That's Sue? a yes or no answer, sir. So, um, a genre. I cut you off with the numbers. You were you were just about to go what? on your rant about how awful this is, and I didn't mean to cut you off. So I apologize. You did. For that. I just I'm just generally complaining. Stupid. Oh, I hate okay. it. I, I just it. I just want people to be vaccinated, and I thought this was I think this was a very good compromise because it doesn't force people to get vaccinated. They just have to get tested, and. If the Biden employer side, yeah, yeah, that well, yeah, honestly, you have to get vaccinated. Yeah, you have to get vaccinated and show proof of vaccination, or you have to get tested every week. And that's just the businesses, the yeah. healthcare stuff. They they all have to be vaccinated, right? Yeah, yeah, the Supreme yeah. Court I'm, said yes to that. I'm talking yeah. about the yeah. Supreme Court ruling. I'm talking about the yes. mandate that that that. That wasn't passed. I'm saying that with the business side, which is where yeah. you were concerned, more concerned with, um, the uh, having having that compromise is was a good thing. At the it was the bare minimum. Uh, no, no, the bare minimum is what we're doing now. It's just not doing anything. But the but the the closest to a compromise would be like forcing people to get tested. And then if they test positive, then they get sent home for like three hours yeah. now. Uh, but yeah. the but yeah, this is bad. It's bad. I don't like it. It's not good. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a well, I, dangerous decision. I look at. Sorry, and I was just trying to see which one you were talking about, the one that didn't pass or the one that did um, get supported by SCOTUS. So. Oh, I want every healthcare worker to be vaccinated. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. care. And they pretty much are. Yeah. They, you, they they already they already do that most most healthcare like facilities. Although the, some of the nursing homes are a little slow, uh, vaccinated. So I I disagree no with sense. both of you on everything. Of course. <laughs> well, a bunch of a bunch of people who were working in healthcare who were resisted to getting vaccinated basically had to like change their minds or, or quit their jobs. And so all yes. of the, those yeah. those people have all quit their jobs at this point. Which is yeah. good because if if they're not going to protect you know their patients from a deadly disease, then they shouldn't be taking care of patients. You know that's pretty easy. Anyway, I'm sorry. So you uh, you you agree or disagree? Can I with tell you? Can I tell you about how healthcare workers get tested for TB? Sure. Every sure. year have to have to be yeah, except for doctors. Until very recently. So they test all the nurses, all the staff, all the administrators. They test everybody. And, um, you know, if you had a positive TB test, you'd have to get a, um, a chest X-ray. But they didn't. That's well, that's until stupid. recently. Well, and the reason I know about it is I was working at Boston City Hospital. And one of the residents had one of those TBs that's not treatable. And she she wasn't tested. And it created incredible havoc. And that's when I discovered that those rules are for employees only, not for visiting staff or staff. They're, they're employed differently. Doctors are employed very differently mm-hmm. in hospitals so that they actually are more like uh, consultants or freelancers. So I'll be curious about this particular law, whether it applies to, um, you know, the consulting docs that come in and go out, because I can't imagine they can enforce it. But that aside, it absolutely uh, should. (laughs) Well, after that event at Boston City, I I have to say I was shocked that all of us were being harassed every year and the folks that were at bedside weren't actually being tested. Um, So, you know, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I get vaccinated when I think it's appropriate. And I reserve the judgment to decide for myself what what goes into my body. And I think that we can afford to not have 100% vaccination. I think that we can afford 10 or 15% of people refusing for a variety of reasons that we don't have to fight over right now. But I think the Supreme Court was behaving sort of like I expected them to. And that is that they thought that that was a new role for OSHA that usually it's the CDC or the local health department or the boards of health or the state department of health that makes those kinds of decisions. And that it's very unusual for OSHA to weigh in on vaccinations and such because they're not in their expertise. Occupational safe and healthy and health. Sorry. Um, you, usually you were, you were saying something. Yeah. Usually you dealing with more, uh, you know, like exposure to toxics or to hazards on the field. And I think, I think I told you guys this before we went on the air. Um, I think that SCOTUS basically did prior precedent. If only they do that with abortion, we'd be fine. But with this, they were doing exactly that. They were doing the, okay, so Medicare and Medicaid, you know, the feds have always made demands on people that get their money and it's it's within their domain that's okay to say that healthcare needs to do this 
and anybody who's in an assisted living or doing home health or blah, blah, blah. If you get any Medicare, which is for the elderly, or Medicaid, which is for the poor, if you get any of that money, you have to be vaccinated. It's basically said that the OSHA really can't tell employers this particular item that which is sort of like OSHA, but it's actually the health, the health arm of it. So it's, I think they were just in a pandemic, you know, you really do. I mean, I, I understand your, your points that you guys really want to, um, time to do it when you have a, you know, deadly pandemic facing you. But I think, I think it was sort of, you know, ho-hum kind of, kind of what you might expect SCOTUS to do that it that it was an overreach. So anyway, that's where I stand. I didn't say it was an overreach. No, Sorry. Sue was saying it's no, I an said overreach. SCOTUS oh, okay. says overreach. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're saying that the uh, Biden administration was an overreach. The thing is that the the like you're talking about forcing people to take vaccinations. There was the option of not taking the vaccination. Not for healthcare workers. Take, that's uh, but the healthcare worker thing is the thing the Supreme Court said was fine. Yeah. They upheld yeah, that. They said that's I'm talking fine. about the thing that yeah. the Supreme Court said. Struck no, down. Yeah. They didn't yeah, have the to take employer, the, the, the vaccination. Guys. Yeah. They didn't right. have yep. to take it. They could they just said, get tested every week. Right. They said that was uh, – uh, 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 too broad of a of a mandate coming from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration Ooh. because one, for, well, the two reasons I, I can remember are one, like OSHA's never actually done anything like this before in its 50-year history. And it's like, yeah, okay. So like the worst pandemic in US history has never happened before either. So- OSHA didn't exist in 1918. Good point. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so yeah, so we're taking steps to deal with- something that is worse than the 1918 flu epidemic. And uh, yeah, okay, great. So the other the other thing is, uh, you know, uh, because COVID-19 is a threat to people uh, outside of the workplace either, putting restrictions on what happens in the workplace to deal with that is, you know, like, it, you know, OSHA should focus on problems at work, not problems in society. And it's like, okay, but a lot of people, for a lot of people, uh, going to work is a major vector for infection. Like, look at all the COVID outbreaks at manufacturing plants and meat processing plants and whatnot, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, warehouses and shipping depots. You know, people working in important jobs that we need in order to keep our economy working and keep people, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting people the the food and other supplies that they need, um, you know, are getting sick. Uh, and yeah, you, you remember was it at Tyson Foods? It was some food processing plant where, like Purdue. the uh, Purdue, the uh, 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 the uh, managers were taking bets on how many of their employees would get sick and die. Like, mm -hmm. like, nice. like, yeah. COVID, like, like COVID's really bad. And so OSHA is like, hey, how about a company like that? You've got to make sure that everybody's vaccinated or they get tested weekly. And it's yeah. like that 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 doesn't seem like an outrageous response to the situation. And it doesn't seem like it's an overreach to say, 
you know, all those people going to that job, especially when that job is something we really want them to do. You know, I don't think it's crazy for people to say, hey, yeah, I want to get my paycheck and I'm glad to make sure that everybody's getting, you know, fresh, you know, produce on time so people don't starve. But I don't want to die from COVID. You know so. what I think? I think we, we're yeah. just cruising right past a really good uh, solution, which okay. is um, the uh, the government passes a major, substantial, uh, um, another COVID bill. Uh, That'd be great. Gives people gives people um, enough money to survive on, like to like just like before. Uh, and we have a lockdown. That would ruin the economy. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't been in a grocery store lately. They are getting slimmer and no, slimmer on the show. I haven't been because there's a pandemic. <laughs> I don't go inside. I haven't left my house in a while because I don't want to get sick. Now, if everybody die. did yeah. that and we yeah. had yep. skeleton crews, like doing doing like delivery like um putting stuff into stores and everything like that and we gave people enough money and we gave businesses enough money to close and stay home then the th things the would trucks? be better what who drives the trucks who who picks the groceries who, i literally who, said who that we would have a skeleton crew for deliveries i literally just said that because, you know, that's part of the problem is that nobody wants to drive truck. Nobody wants to staff places where people are mean and nasty right now. I feel bad for cashiers and stuff. They are just getting screamed at. Yeah, those those Wicked. those jerks should stay home. Yeah. They should getting, close I'm the... I'm always very nice like, to people. But, sure, but I mean, well, they're mostly nice. getting screamed at by people... The, like, like the screaming seems to come from people who think vaccines are bad, having to wear a mask is bad, and having to get tested is bad. In other words, the people who yeah, people don't seem punching to, people out, right over well, you know public health mad measures. At the world. Well, yeah. all right, but I don't care. Uh, yeah, like, like Try those get people your car are registered or inspected. I don't Try care. Get your car registered or inspected. It, it, Every other state house. This is Republican talking point i'm going mm -hmm. to repeat now i don't usually repeat them from all the emails i get but massachusetts state house is one of the few state houses that's not open to the public every mm -hmm. other state you can still go to the state house for you know certain business not this state and you know everybody's still shut down even when it was getting better they were still shut down i you know you're going to kill you're going to kill this country if you really lock everything down or, I don't really you know, that it's not dangerous. Or, or, I don't or, grant you that it's not dangerous. Or the opposite. Maybe, you know, if we actually lock things down sufficiently for, you know, uh, uh, like a couple of months, uh, we might see that things get hugely better. Wouldn't that be a thing? I don't know. It's like uh, almost like uh, countries that have actually done that, like New Zealand, have had tremendous success in controlling you know, on COVID. <laughs> on the other show that I, the other political show I'm on, uh, I shouldn't have to say this. Um, we were just recording. No, no. What's the name of the show? I shouldn't have to say. Shush, <laughs> I shouldn't have to say. You go to saythiscast.com and listen to that. Um, it's a really good show. But um, me and uh, my friend Nicole are talking show. about this. Thank you very much. And we just recorded an episode uh, yesterday about about like it's just us complaining about this, but. One thing that she said was that uh, right now, 
the government and our society is telling are telling people you need to go risk your life because we need to we need the economy to work you need to work you need to work that's true there's there's no question that you need to work even though people don't most people don't need to work like if we actually if we actually cared about stopping the pandemic or saving as many lives as possible then we could do that but no people are more focused on saying no it's okay to go to work it's okay to go to work and then we say but it's not okay to go to the bar it's not okay to go here it's not okay to go there we are asking people like the government is saying especially when when they say reducing the time that you need to um quarantine they are saying five days no you need to go to work and that is this is one of the other reasons why so many people are just quitting their job straight up just leaving because the government and the uh the people that basically run the economy do not care about uh human suffering do not care about saving lives they just want the economy to keep running in the way that they want it to if they really wanted to save lives if they really want to save lives then they could figure out how to keep as many people home as possible because then we wouldn't have to worry as much because the there wouldn't be like omicron spreading like wildfire and then they would we could open up again and people would have more money to spend but so, it's just uh, it this is something that that really upsets me because People are, everybody's saying, no, it's fine to work, except we're in a deadly pandemic. The messaging is just bonkers. I completely agree, but I want to hear Sue's counterpoint in just a moment. Uh, We're just about at the halfway point of the show, so we're going to take a quick break, play some PSAs, primers, and station IDs. Yeah, and uh, so so Sue doesn't forget while we're playing, uh, you know, our uh, advertising or other fine shows here on Valley Free Radio. Um, But yeah, so uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXLJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org.
the Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still talking about uh, bad decisions by the Supreme Court or possibly good decisions. We'll have to see uh, uh, what we think after we finish our discussion. Michael Dow, our expert on bad decisions. Well, you're the person who picked me for this job, man. I mean, you know, (laughs) pot and kettle, right? God, I can't. Are you making a race joke right now? No, absolutely not. I'm are you, making. Are you? I'm making. making a, I'm making a, a beverage pie, huh? joke. Wow, Mike. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> My God. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was Shut making a. It did. I was making a kettle joke, but okay, yeah, you know. <laughs> Are you making anyway. a British joke? Wow, Mike. <laughs> good heavens, sir. I said good day. So I think, Sue, did you write yes. down like what so, you wanted to respond to me about quite, uh, forcing quite. people to work and uh, just creating a wage slaves um, society where uh, people are forced between choosing their health versus eating? Please. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't. I, that's one of those questions I can't answer that way. Mm. Let me reframe it. <laughs> let, let me let me reframe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that you've made me out to be the monster Republican, I truly am. Um, you know, I changed jobs, right? And I work for a plumber now. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, actually. I don't think the, the the audience really keeps up with your employment status. My jobs, though, I yeah, change a lot. It'd be so weird if they hard. did, honestly. <laughs> I, I thought you were still pu- punching buttons for the Ferlinghetti family out of Jersey, but whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one, one of my favorite jobs was working for a salvage yard because I love cars. But, you know, I, I love all mechanical things. What can I say? Sure, um, sure, sure. And for- no salvage yards are mobbed up either. So, I mean, that's just, there's no. no anyway, they're, sorry. Keep they're going. not. So, um, but my, my, my boss, who is a wonderful man, um, has been running from pillar to post, especially this week when it got cold because, you know, one apartment building that he supports, um, they had a broken pipe on the third floor and it flooded the entire apartment building and somebody else's furnace went and this other one had a leak. So. Who who 
who should do that work? You think the government should just, I mean, who will, who will, who will farm? You can't just not milk the cows. I mean, it, it's the people that say you should just stay home perhaps are people that can just stay home, but people got to eat. People got to stay warm. Somebody has to cart around the oil or the, or make sure that the gas lines are working for natural gas. You know, this is New England. Somebody's got to plow the roads so this emergency vehicles can get around. Oh, wait, the fire and police, do they have to work? Where are you getting uh, this? So I, I'm just saying that there really is, they're critical jobs. And I, those I, folks, we need them to work. I know that, Sue. I said... Sue, Sue. <laughs> so he can work. I, so I, I, I think it's unrealistic to think we can just shut down. I do think entertainment and stuff you can shut down, but you can't shut down the grocery stores, which means you can't shut down the, the trucks that, that pick the stuff up in the Midwest and bring it here or pick it up in California. You need people to pump gas. You need people to work on the oil refineries. I mean, our, our, economy is multifaceted. And while there might be a few people that you could say it's okay if the artists don't perform music, but even they, you know, it's really important for people to hear the arts. I mean, hear music and the arts right now. So it's, it's like, okay, so who are you saying gets to stay home? I don't, I, it doesn't really work. Okay. So remember in the first half of the show, I, I didn't say that we should completely shut down. I said that they, there would still be people working, but a lot of people can stay home, like baristas. Pay them to stay home. Getting, getting coffee. Go to, uh, hold on. To getting coffee. Donuts. Hold on. Hold on. Getting coffee at Starbucks is not vital to our economy. If you're a plow driver that's been on for 24 hours for a snowstorm, really at that home. one place, no. that one place that's open, no. and you're still out at night, and you drive by and get coffee on that's your way. That's convenience. It's not. If you've it been is. working 24 it hours, is because you can go home and make coffee, or you can bring coffee with you. I don't care because you expecting that plow guy expecting someone to be manning the 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 coffee place is putting their life in danger and they have to do that. They don't have a choice because they have to choose between eating and staying and staying away from other people. That's not a choice. That guy can do plowing, but he can make the choice not to get coffee right then. You don't, he, he can get stimulants somewhere else in another way. But you don't need that. Pay those people to stay sometimes, home. Pay half of to, the... You have to stop sometimes. and get warmed up when you're doing a plow job all night. Okay, that's fine. Well, maybe I they don't, don't have to be out there plowing all night uh, if, uh, you know, the economy is, uh, you know, in sort of you know, uh, a sort of a hibernating state while we wait out COVID. Maybe it's easier to, to keep like some key roads plowed. You don't have to like plow all the residential streets either. So maybe it's something where you don't have to have some. 
Do your uncle who's having a heart attack at three in the morning, you don't want them to plow your street? I didn't well, say I don't mean, plow. That, that certainly sounds important. Um, you know, uh, I wonder what happens, though, if we do keep the economy open and, you know, the road is plowed and the uncle at 3 a.m., heart attack, cool, and they get taken to the hospital and there aren't any beds because it's full of people with COVID. Yeah. So, you know, and it's not like people who've just had a heart attack aren't like, you know, in a vulnerable state where, you know, some kind of COVID infection would be likely to kill them. So, I mean, you know, I, I it, it's, it's to some extent, it's a false choice, you know. Uh, yeah. we, we, how do we want so to endanger our, our sick and vulnerable people? <clears throat> well, I, I do think the CDC's recommendation that you, you know, stay home for five days without retesting and not going back to work. I mean, I think I think you need to be retested before you need to go back to work because people people have longer lasting COVID. I said 30 percent at day 10 or 11 are still contagious. 31 percent, I think, is the number I saw. And at 10 days, it's about 10 percent. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, that's like the trade-off the, they were making. They were trying to keep the right. the hospital staffed. Well, the the idea that like, well, it's been five days and you're you you're asymptomatic and you test negative. Okay, you're probably okay. Like, I get that yep. because Wear a the tests because the, yep. well, the tests are the tests are uh, have very few uh, false negatives. Like they're designed so that you know there are very very few false negatives. You know, um, I thought because, it was. Just the reverse. They have few false positives because it's it just you miss you miss the window when you're making enough antigen. Uh, I think they have few false positives. I think I thought, it's the reverse. I could be wrong. I, I think I the could be I, wrong. all right. Well, mine. I thought it was false negatives because the point is like the the threat is oh you're safe and you're not and so you go out and infect more people whereas oh yeah. you're sick you're you're infectious and you're not oh you stayed home a while longer. And then, you know, you, you take a test the next day, like, well, I had COVID yesterday. How am I doing now? Oh, now I'm negative. Huh. Okay. So then you can follow up, you know, like it, it's yeah. sort of a no harm, no foul for false positives, but uh, great harm uh, if uh, there's a false negative. So if we uh, really wanted to figure out how to keep the most people safe and having the least amount of people um, interacting with each other for an extended amount of time, we could do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's not impossible. That is something and, that we could figure out. And again, one of I, I've been harping about how the Biden administration has been dropping the ball. One of the ways they've been dropping the ball is they didn't uh, use the yeah they didn't use the Defense Production Act to just basically go out and get like a crap load of of tests made so that they could just be like yeah we'll just send everybody tests. You know, oh we'll yeah, just, they're planning on doing that. Get or um now PCR sure. tests. The problem with the PCR testing that they're doing is that they're saying insurance companies should be paying for it instead of just saying they are free. Right. And and you know, uh uh they could they could have uh uh made sure they could have, you know, put in an order a year ago to make sure that there would be more of these tests, uh, you know, manufactured and available. Same with, you know, high quality, uh, you know, N95 masks to protect people yeah. from, from getting or spreading the disease. They like, should be sending us masks every week. Right. This is this is well, absolutely well, something that we could be doing. The U.S. government can certainly afford it. And we haven't done it 
Yeah. And, you know, it's it's absolutely a, a failure on the part of the Biden administration and a disappointing one uh, for a variety of reasons. And as I mentioned last week, there's also the failure to say, hey, so if you want to travel on a plane or a train, which are, of course, interstate travel, con- you know, governed by the federal government. Well, if you're going to do that, it you have to be able to. Yep. Right, right. They should have. Yep. They absolutely 100 percent should have. Didn't do it. But, yeah. You know, and that uh, wouldn't have been a stretch. It, that it, wouldn't have been a stretch. So Biden could have done it by fiat, but but here's the thing, you know, uh, it might have hurt the profit margins of important airlines. So you know, yep, can't do that. Well, um, yeah, let's just fly everyone in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like like, when we talked about this a week or two ago, like I I I hadn't read as much about it, and I was like, I'm not sure if that's what's going on, John, but it certainly sounds like it, and that's bad. And it's like the more I've read, it's like no, that's exactly it's exactly what you said. It's it's just you Uh, know interesting. In, Major airlines have said we didn't politics. like. Yeah, exactly. So, and and it's like, and it's the financial interests of the people controlling those airlines, as opposed to you know uh, worrying about the the health and safety of all people involved. So, yeah. Do you, three three questions. One, do you think we should have rescued the car industry? Is that important to us back when the, we had the Great Recession? Two, I was, I'm was i not near my test kit. I have one left because I've used my test kit. But I think they last two years, if I remember correctly. So they could have bought a whole bunch of them, and it would would have been yep. fine till we were through this. And number three is you guys keep saying we should shut everything down, but the kids are really suffering not going to school. Are they? Uh, yeah, some of them they are. really are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's... So, uh, yeah, please. Okay. Let, 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 let me, let me, respond. okay. Uh, so, um, uh, testing kits. Yeah. We should have absolutely done more, uh, in terms of bailing out the auto industry in 2009. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was a good idea because it would have had enormous, uh, uh, economic and political damage to, uh, so what's uh different now. Didn't we get the Close money the car back? dealerships? Yeah. Uh, yes, we did. Some of it. We but, bailed so, out the companies, like we basically propped them up financially so that they wouldn't fail. Yeah. So in other words, yeah. by that analogy, what we should do is say, don't worry, United and Delta Airline, you, know, you know, go ahead and cancel flights, send your employees home, only run like, we'll you know, you. essential flights and we'll just, you know, we'll give you some low cost loans to, you know, or whatever, some, some, some cash flow so you can you can hold on or, you know, or we could pass legislation just saying, you know, these companies, you know, all of these, you know, big, you know, business loans and financial obligations are in abeyance for three months, like no interest accrues, all payment, like everything just gets shunted down the road for six months because we've got this COVID crisis and we're just going to like put every last, you know, loan payment on hold just because, you know, we just need to do that. And, you know, so like no, no balance accrues, nothing happens. It's just, you know, we could do that. So that, that would be, I think the argument for that. As for, um, I'm sorry, what was the third thing? Schools. Schools. Yes, it is. It is absolutely messing up things for a bunch of students. A lot of students are having trouble because, you know, they're not in school with their friends and it's, you know, we, we, an important part of human development is hanging out with other kids, hundred percent. And a lot of, People don't learn that well, well, you know, over the internet from home, uh, even under ideal circumstances. If they have and, internet, and not, yeah. Right, exactly. Not everyone is in those ideal circumstances. Um, 
you know, it's a global crisis. Uh, I it sucks, but um, the alternative is uh, to just say, yeah, who cares? You know, so a bunch of kids will die. So a bunch of uh, you know kids will you know schools will become a major you know uh, a vector for for new infections, and a bunch of kids will get sick and die, and a bunch of adults will also get sick from there and you know and the kids will spread it around and take it home and infect you know their their grandparents and whatever and a bunch of people will die and the disease will just take a lot longer to 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 deal with you know okay you know i i just don't even see the the the, the logic there you know like, i think <laughs> like 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 if you look at the current omicron variant if you look at the hospitalization rates for Get young out. children it is skyrocketing it is you know like two three uh, it, you know for some age age categories 10 times what it was a year ago it's just night and you know goddamn day it's 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 yeah. appalling so yeah uh it sucks it's a burden you know if we made it so that uh parents could stay home because we were paying all their bills and they could just stay home and deal with their kids I, I know that's not ideal, but at least it wouldn't be as much of a problem. At least you wouldn't be worried about like where the money was to keep the lights on and make sure that the, there was food in the fridge. You know, the thing that the thing that I keep that I keep hearing and the thing that it it, it just keeps sounding like is acceptable losses. That's yeah. well, it's really a risk risk assessment. It's, it's really a, yeah, a risk it's assessment. It's a risk assessment. It's successful losses. It, we need to have the schools open because you know what? You're right. Some kids do learn better in a classroom environment. So if some kids get sick, well, that's that's what happens. Like, do you remember, well, next did you guys next see year the will we close down for the flu? That's not uh, the same thing. The flu has a been around for a long time, died. and. A vastly but, smaller number, Sue. But a lot of healthcare organizations. I mean, they have a discussion when it gets to be really nasty flu season. You Sue, know, can I ask you, you a question? Words? Sure. Is the flu the same as COVID? For for some people, it's very dangerous. No, no, no. Is the flu the same as COVID in general? As a societal no. issue. As a societal issue, COVID. is is it is COVID worse COVID, than the flu? COVID isn't. COVID is new to us, so it's worse this year, last year, next year, and probably the year after. And then it will probably be more like because we'll have a lot of uh, natural resistance. Okay, so right now, I'm stuff. saying right now. So right now. It's yep. worse so right than the now, flu. Then we shouldn't is, treat saying, it. We shouldn't just have a discussion about it and equate it and, in any way with the flu. It is not the flu. It but, is worse than the flu. But some seasons in healthcare facilities, especially for the elderly, the flu is deadly every year. And so you could actually do a risk assessment. It would have different numbers in it. But I'm saying it's the same, it's the same calculation. It's just got different different percentages. Yeah, it'll have lower words, percentages, wouldn't it? For deaths? Yes. And hospitalizations. Yes, it, it would have lower. But there's and still a risk for having everything. But there's still a risk for having everything open in well, flu right. season. So, so yes, so there, there, do you there's see what a, I'm arguing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying it's I'm not saying. a good argument. Yeah, I mean, sure, like it's a poor you know, argument. which is safer? Which is safer, driving across country or flying across country? Well, you're much more likely to die in an auto accident than in a plane crash. 
But that doesn't mean yep. right. But that doesn't mean that there is a hundred percent guarantee that you will not die in a fiery crash. It's just very unlikely. So yeah, okay. But you know, the alternative is you could not travel. And then what are the odds that, you know, a meteorite will smash into your home and kill you? Well, that's we, really, really small, we but not zero. So maybe we should build a bombproof bunker? I, I don't know. Like, it's, well, yes, and, there's, and, there's, and a, some, there's a risk assessment involved in life, but, you know, COVID is such an obvious outlier in terms of the, the damage it does and the risks it poses that treating it like it's a different thing makes sense. I, I think that's John's well, point, isn't it? Maybe yeah, and sometimes so I just I'm just trying to frame it a little bit. So sometimes in a healthcare facility they'll get a breakout of um a really nasty disease a on a ward, infection? you know, some like a yeah. staff MRSA. Yeah. And there'll be a discussion yeah. about, you know, how much do you shut down, which employees do you test? And how do you figure out what you should do? And that's that's kind of what the CDC is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to do that. They do that calculation. Like I said, there's lots of places that say, you know, when it's flu season, we should really shut down some of these long-term care facilities and, you know, separate people and do all this and do all that. And, you know, when Legionnaires happened in Philly, you guys may not remember it, but uh, one of I the remembered first I was six. Case, yeah, Legionnaire's disease, and that was in the ventilation system, as it turned out. But they didn't know why all these veterans were dying. And that, you know, do we close the hotel? Do we, you know, how do we figure it out? When is it safe to go back? Those those things are calculations that are actually done fairly frequently in healthcare. And it's interesting. I don't like what the CDC has been doing, but I think shutting down the entire economy is too drastic. So have you seen the controversy over the past few days following remarks by CDC director Dr. Walensky on Good Morning America oh, yeah. last Friday? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the, I just yeah. want to say by the way that that interview that mm-hmm. original interview was cut short that the uh there was they more did trim to, out part of it. They yeah. trimmed out some of the yes. some of the information, which made her seem like she was like, "Oh yeah, only people with comorbidities are dying. That's fine," which isn't what she was saying. The the yeah, she's there is an they, extended they cut. A headline. Yeah, yeah, but sure, it's still but she was still saying that, that, that it's is in- what happens. That is what happens that they do a risk assessment. But she was still saying it is encouraging that the only people dying are the ones who are already sick. Yeah, kind of. It's yeah. out of out of well out of the class of people who are vaccinated. When they die, it's it's encouraging that it's only the ones who are already sick. And, and in you a would narrow, say the same exact thing and in a about narrow, flu. And in a That's narrow context, Sue, 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 Mike, finish, and, please. And in a narrow context, sure, yeah, I mean. You know, it it COVID was just, you know, killing all, you know, killing a huge swath of the population and, you know, perfectly healthy people who were unlikely to, to die of any infectious disease were dropping dead of COVID. And that was massively overstraining our healthcare system. So, you know, that was really bad. And now that we're not in that situation, now that we have these effective vaccines and other public health measures, and we can make it so that, you know, oh, the only people who are still at major risk from COVID are the people who already are, are very sick or have other health problems. So we can keep the curve flat and then focus our resources on the people who really need the help. Like, yeah, uh, okay. That, we that, should that, let, that sounds good. 
And that makes sense, but that's- Hold on, hold on. That we is, should let that, Sue have some time. I will, but I'm just like, okay. that isn't actually what the doctor was saying. And I think a lot of disability activists are, are, are rightly up in arms because they're like, you know, it doesn't, like, it's not encouraging that, you know, only this sick person, you know, that only the sick people are dying, even, even in context. It's still not encouraging. It's, yeah, it's still a huge problem. So yeah, so go ahead, Sue. We got a, we got like three four minutes left here. So uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I was just going to say that that that's the argument with the flu every year that the people that are getting picked off are the people that are you know at the end of their life or have multiple complications. What do you do for the people that have had an organ transplant? They are so vulnerable. And then what do you do about the fact that, you know, we have three, um, three kinds of monoclonal antibodies that work on COVID, mm-hmm. on Delta? Only one of them works on mono- Omicron. And that's a huge surprise to everybody. That came out in the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. some of the treatments, although the drugs that are coming will probably help. And, you know, it, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you guys exactly. I'm just disagreeing with where you draw the line. I'm just saying that there's a lot of our economy that is really vital and important to carry on for us to be successful. And I understand your argument about, you know, it's like the public works. Is it PWA? I forget who it was during World War II, where they just put everybody to work. The WPA, we any jobs. The Works Progress WPA. Administration during the Depression. Yeah. yeah, and they did, you know, they paid the artists, too, to do murals. I know people that got, yep. got money through that to, you know, do music and write songs. And, but that's what they were doing. And I, I get the argument. I just, I think that there's so many critical jobs that we take for granted that we don't realize that that's what it takes but to, Sue, you know, but uh, well, Sue, I, have medical, we, medical supplies we, uh, in the hospital. Jalmer and I, I think, agree that those are critical jobs and we want them to, people to keep doing them. But the more people stay home and aren't out circulating, the less COVID is going to spread because there are a few people coming into contact. And the folks who are still doing those, you know, those jobs that we really need them to do, like picking the, the, you know, picking the crops and, you know, putting them in boxes and bringing them to the supermarkets and putting them on the shelves and selling them to me so I can, I can eat and whatnot. That's, that's important. Um, but well, the more okay. we shut down the economy, the more we can protect those people. And then we can have, I do you know, one, vaccinations no, and point. masks on, and whatnot. On. We can I've do been, a lot to protect those people. I've been waiting for a little bit. Okay. Sorry. Forever 21 does not need to remain open. A bar <laughs> does not need to remain open. I just open. got my granddaughter a gift ticket, a gift certificate of Forever 21. <laughs> Great. Then she, can, then, then she can spend it in a few months. I don't care. For, you pay all the people working at Forever 21 or like any clothing store to stay home. You pay people at Dave & Buster's to stay home. You don't that's the like, gaming that's, place, right? Yes, David that is, is the gaming or, or TGI the TGI Fridays or anything, cafe. any mm-hmm. any a bar or anything. Like you pay as many people as possible to stay home. There, are, and I keep saying every every ten minutes. I understand. 
I'm not saying we shut down the entire country and lock everybody in their houses. There are people that need to do these things. There are people that have expertise that no one else has. There are people that can that have to keep the lights on and have to keep um, the oil running and have to do this and do that. And there, there are support staff. However, some of the support staff, if they really wanted to, they could work from home. However, that is not the point. My point is that there are businesses, there are industries that don't need to be open right now. And the only reason they're open right now is because they need to make money. Now, if the government gives them that money, then they don't have to be open. You pay people to stay home. Now, well, if you if you do that, inflation will go through the roof. Two, this consumer price index Two-thirds of you're it talking is about consum- You're talking about the economy. I'm talking buying. about people's lives. Yes, but two-thirds <laughs> of the CPI, two-thirds <laughs> of the CPI is consumer spending. So you're going to shut down two-thirds of the economy. <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> and the well, third point, and the third point, and then I'm done. I'm done. The third point is, do you think they should prevent radio stations from being on the air? <sighs> Should we should we not do this? Well, that's the fourth point. You asked. You, you were talking about three points. This the other thing was the schools, and I and I, and my response to that would have been you you know you keep the schools closed and you spend money to make sure that kids can do distance learning no matter where they are. But uh, radio stations they disseminate information. Go silent. Go silent. Skeleton crew. You keep as many people as possible home. You pay them to stay home. As many people as possible to stay home. It's working for us, and we really have to wrap up because we've only got like thirty seconds left here. Before yeah, it's true. Over I should show. turn on the music now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. So, so thank you all for listening. A great discussion. I'm sorry we have to leave it there, but uh, that'll do it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at ten and OK Asia at midnight. We do have a podcast version of the show that goes out on the wee hours of Monday morning, so check us out on any streaming service you like there. And uh, listen to us again on our repeat broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. But that'll do for now. Thanks for listening, folks. Good night. If you have to go out, wear a mask, please. Please. Wear a mask, for the love of God. Have a good night, everybody. Stay home. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.